Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Welcome to the Punk Rock and Beer Podcast. What's up, everybody? I am Finn McKenty. This is the Punk Rock NBA Podcast. Today's episode is a bonus. It is the audio version of a video that I did maybe, I don't know, a year ago or something like that called Adulting for Core Kids. Things that I wish I knew in my 20s. Basically, this video, or I guess podcast, is me helping you learn from my stupid mistakes because you know what like most people in their 20s i made a lot of them and i'm hoping that you guys can learn from how many times i shot myself in the foot and hopefully avoid making a lot of those same mistakes don't move across the country for a guy or a girl do not make partying into your lifestyle and remember it's not as hard as you might think to make money i'm going to talk about that particular thing in another video because a lot of people in the comments of this video kind of challenged my idea towards the end where I was talking about how it's actually not that hard to get a job at some place like Microsoft making 70 grand a year. It's really not, and I'll explain why in another video, but that is a topic for another day. Before we get into the episode, I wanted to mention a few ways that you can support the show if you are so inclined. Number one, you can share it on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Tumblr, Friendster, we don't care. Anything that you can do to help spread the word is very much appreciated. Second thing you can do if you really want to is buy some merch. We've got some cool stuff on sale now. A couple new designs that maybe you haven't seen before. There's a link to that in the show notes. And lastly, if you really, really like us, you can support the show on Patreon. Patrons get access to every show a week early. There's a members-only private Discord server in it that I'm in all the time. There's also a chance for me to review your band or podcast or YouTube channel or any other project that you want to send my way. So if that sounds cool, you can check that out at the link in the show notes as well. And with that out of the way, let's get into the episode. Not everyone is fortunate enough to know my techniques of how to make a lot of money. What's up, everybody? I'm Finn McKenty. This is the Punk Rock NBA, and today's video is all about things I wish I knew in my 20s. Because I know a lot of you guys and girls are getting ready to graduate, or maybe you already did graduate. You're getting ready to start school in fall, or maybe getting ready to start a new job. I don't know. It's just the kind of time of year when videos like this seem to make a lot of sense, so I'm going to do one. Because getting old sucks in a lot of ways like you watch that age digit go up every year and like you put in like your date of birth on a website or something you're like oh my god was i really born in that year oh this is horrible but the truth is i was so dumb in my 20s and i did so many stupid things they were really difficult unpleasant years for me and for the most part and what i hope in this video is to give you some of the things that i learned the hard way so that you can hopefully avoid making a lot of the same dumb mistakes that i did so i'm going to keep this pretty short like just go down like a rapid fire list of these in no particular order 
order. But if there's any of these that you would like to see me do like a longer, more in-depth video about, let me know. I would love to do it. Like I could talk about this stuff all day long. The first thing is that you're not supposed to have it figured out in your 20s. Like your 20s are supposed to be hard. This is when you're paying your dues, when you're grinding. So don't feel like you are somehow like screwing up if you don't have like your job figured out and your relationships figured out and this and that and that. Like you're in your 20s. You have plenty of time to fix any mistakes that you might make. I've rebooted my life three times. Like new job, new city, new relationships. I've done that three times, like completely started over from scratch three times. And I won't say that it was fun. It sucked ass, actually. <laughs> it was brutal, but I did it and it worked out fine for me, right? So don't feel like you have to have it figured out right now. And if you're not willing to spend three free hours to learn from a self-made millionaire to maximize your opportunity, you deserve to be broke. But at the same time, the second thing is, don't waste a single second of your youth. You can never get this time back and you're gonna be 30 before you know it. And the last thing that I want is for anybody to wake up being 30 years old going, oh my God, what have I done? I wasted that entire decade and now I have to make up for lost time. I didn't really do anything productive with my 20s. Like, what am I gonna do now? And you know, can you figure it out even at 30? Sure, yeah, but you don't wanna be in that position it's not fun. You know, this whole idea of just follow your passion and the money will come. Like, no, it won't. <laughs> like, why would that happen? Like, the universe is not gonna hand you anything on a silver platter. You gotta go get it. So don't waste a single second of your 20s, trust me. A lot of people be chasing their dreams so much that they just wanna like, do it, do it, do it. They forgot about getting a job. They forgot about that you gotta pay your own bills. If things don't go together more than five, six, seven years, go to sleep again and dream of another day. And kind of piggybacking on that, a lot of you guys are not gonna wanna hear this, but it has to be said, there's more to life than music. Like music is great, I love it, but don't let it like consume your life. That is not smart. And I'll tell you how I learned this lesson the hard way. When I was 18, I moved from Seattle where I grew up, like in the Seattle area, to Cleveland. This was in 1996. And so of course you're probably asking yourself, well, why in the world did you move from Seattle to Cleveland? Well, there were kind of two answers. One had to do with a girl, second had to do with hardcore because like there was not a lot going on in terms of hardcore in Seattle at that time. There's a little bit, but wasn't that good. And there was a ton of stuff going on in Cleveland at the time. Like Cleveland is not the best place in the world, but it had an awesome hardcore scene in the nineties. I wanted to be part of it. So I moved there. Like basically I dropped out of college to be a hardcore kid. The hardcore scene was awesome. Like I had a lot of great experiences there that I've talked about in videos and stuff, but man, like my priorities were definitely not straight then. Like I should have been thinking about like, if you would have asked me, what do you want to do for a job? for a living when I was 18, I would have been like, I don't know. Like I didn't really ever think about what I wanted to do for a career. And like, it just <laughs> never really crossed my mind. If you ask me like, what's your plan for your life? I didn't have one. Like all I wanted to do was like, go to the next show and buy the new seven inch and like collect flyers and like, that's it. So don't do that. Don't do what I did and make like your entire life revolve around music. Don't let your like career or work or relationships or any of that stuff, your health ever take a backseat to music. Like, Music is not the center of the world. This is a classic record. Any serious vinyl collector should have this. If you don't own this record, you might as well come to terms with the fact that you're a fraud and kill yourself. You've maybe heard the saying that you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. That saying is 100% true, 100% fact. So basically where I'm headed with this is like, you have to understand that in the world of like music and like punk and hardcore and skateboarding and you know, graffiti and like all the stuff that I was into when I was a kid, there are a lot of really 
dysfunctional, toxic people in that world, and you need to be very careful not to let those people poison you. There's one person in particular that I can think of that every time I talked to him, like my heart would start pounding because he was just such a negative dick that was like my friend. But was he actually my friend? Because when I would talk to him, like my heart would start pounding. I would be like jittery and like take me like an hour to like come back to my senses after talking to this guy because he was just like such a dramatic, angry person. And every conversation with him turned into this thing where he's accusing me of talking about him behind his back and conspiring with this person to do that. No, Why the did Princess no, no. just tell me that you told him that we I didn't say that. And even though I really care about this person, I ultimately had to be like, dude, we can't talk anymore. I mean, I never told him this. I just blocked him, like haven't talked to him in probably almost three years now, even though like I feel really guilty about it. I know that I did the right thing. You people are cancer. Oh, all right, I'm not in a good mood now. Hey, you. Do you have any plans this year? <laughs> How's that going? Do you get 2020? Well, welcome to a brand new podcast called 2020, where myself, Benny Goodman, and my good friends, Corey Pazin and Siobhan Cronin from the band Lost Symphony, also got 2020. And since the world ended this year, we decided why not just check in with some of our friends in the music industry and see how everyone's doing. We're going to get a candid look at life on and off the stage, as well as the mindset of some of the most successful people in the entertainment industry. New episodes drop every Sunday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And you can listen at 2020-D.com, soundtalentmedia.com, or on your favorite podcast app. Hey, what's up? This is Blake Wyland. I'm the host of the Tone Mob podcast. It's a show where I interview guitar people about guitar stuff. We talk about their pedals, their amps, their accessories, their preferences, all that stuff, as well as a healthy dose of whatever comes up. Topics have ranged from aliens to addiction and anywhere in between. Oh yeah, and pizza. We're definitely going to be talking about pizza. So get the show wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Just search The Tone Mob in your search bar and it will pop right up. Come join us. We're having a lot of fun. Thanks for checking it out. But first, I want to thank DistroKid for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. If you're not familiar, DistroKid is a digital music distribution service that musicians use to put their music into online stores and streaming services. So in plain language, if you have ever wondered how to get your music on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, Amazon, Deezer, Tidal, and many, many more, there's like dozens and dozens of different streaming services. DistroKid is the way to do it. It is super easy. I have used it to put my music on Spotify. It took me maybe five minutes to like set it up and upload everything. It's legitimately awesome. I am sincerely a fan of this company and their product. And for those of you who have asked, you can also upload your music to TikTok with DistroKid. And if you want a chance to get featured on DistroKid's Spotify playlists, you can do that by submitting a song through Spotlight and getting your fans to vote for you. You can also use Hyperfollow to get more Spotify followers. You can promote your new release as well as Spotify Canvas. That's where there's the video in the background in the player. And when you share it on Instagram, it shares that video too to make your Spotify release pop. And Spotify Canvas is available to all DistroKid artists. Like I said, as you can probably tell from this, like I am sincerely a fan of DistroKid. DistroKid can do everything I just talked about and so much more. So be sure to sign up with my link, which is in the show notes for this episode, to get 7% off your first year. That link is in the show notes of this episode or go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash the punk rock NBA. 
And thanks again to DistroKid for sponsoring this episode. Do not make partying your lifestyle, especially again, like I was talking about, if you've surrounded yourself with people who do make partying their lifestyle, it's very easy to fall into that groove. And like, before you know it, like, oh, I was at the bar six days last week. You know, I didn't really party at all. I was straight edge when I was in high school and in my early twenties, I didn't really party at all until I was in my late twenties. And then I went real hard for a couple years and really just do not like the person I was during those years. I mean, I didn't do anything like terrible or anything. I just did stuff that was really embarrassing. I'm thinking about like times where people that I'd known for a long time saw me when I was drunk and I said some dumb, obnoxious thing and they're probably walking away and being like, God, what happened to that guy? Like he sucks now. Be careful, don't let it turn into your lifestyle. It's real fun until it isn't, right? And it can get real dark real fast. So just be careful. Dude, that was when all the, all the crazy shit would go down because I would be like awake on cocaine for three days and inhaling nothing but nitrous oxide. <laughs> and at that point is when shit starts popping off and people, <laughs> people, are, people are walking around my apartment who are never physically there. Another one that you guys are probably not gonna wanna hear, but I just have to say it because it's true. Long distance relationships almost never work. This is one of those like classic hardcore kid mistakes. Every hardcore kid, including me, has this like foolish idea to get into this long-term relationship. And even though everyone tells them it's a bad idea, they don't listen. They convince themselves that, well, for us, it's gonna work. And here's why, because we love each other so much and blah, 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 blah. Well, look, maybe you're on the 1% of 1% that it is gonna work out for, but I can't think of anybody I have ever known where a long distance relationship actually worked out in the long term. If there's like, a fixed time frame on it. For example, if one of you is studying abroad for six months and you know, you're long distance for six months, fine, you can get through that. But if it's an open-ended thing where it's like, oh, well, I live here, but she lives in Sweden and you know, we hope that eventually we're gonna move and be together, that's not gonna work out. Like one of you two is going to end up getting bummed out on the fact that you never see each other or talk to each other and it's gonna be too hard and either they're gonna break up with the other person because it's just too emotionally difficult or they're gonna meet somebody else that actually lives where they do. And the relationship is gonna come to an end and it's gonna suck for both of you. So I know that probably you're not gonna listen to me and you know, try it if you want to, but just don't be surprised if it doesn't work out because they almost never do. You don't need to wait. No one's coming to rescue you. It's not a Disney movie. Nobody's coming. It's only you. Okay, and the next one is kind of a follow-on to that one. You go, okay, well, I live in Orlando and she lives in Indianapolis. It's fine. I'll just move to Indianapolis and then we'll be together. This is a really bad idea too. Like, do not move for somebody else. This is another one of those classic hardcore kid mistakes. You move halfway across the country to be with some guy or girl and then, you know, a year later after the relationship blows up in your face, you come back home with your tail between your legs. And the reason why it doesn't usually work out is pretty simple actually. Let's say that you are moving there to be with her. Well, she has all her friends and family and places that she hangs out and she has a job and maybe goes to school, whatever. Like she's got a lot of stuff going on there, right? But you moving there have nothing but her. And that creates a really like unhealthy imbalanced situation in which she feels all this pressure to like make your whole life happen, like to make you be happy and you know, you are relying completely on her for like everything. Okay, so speaking of the guys that show up at your door, write you the love letters. Yeah. What do you do when you're dealing with like a 
stage five clinger. And so what usually happens is there's all this resentment that builds up. She may get resentful because she's just like, dude, this is such an emotional burden that I feel like I'm totally responsible for your happiness and everything in your life revolves around me because you don't know anybody else. Like, this sucks. And then maybe me, because I moved to Indianapolis to be with her, now I'm pissed off because like, I moved to Indianapolis, I left everything in Orlando behind to move here to be with you, and it sucks here, and I hate it. What have I done? And I'm mad at you, even though like, I I made the choice, right? So that's usually what happens is all this resentment builds up on one or both sides. That's the end of the relationship. And then you end up going back home and going, well, that was dumb. If someone trying to discourage you, my friend, take a look at them from head to toe. If they are nothing, stay away from them. You want to learn from success, not failure. And one more thing on the topic of moving, because again, this just seems to be the thing that like hardcore kids and punk kids do all the time. They move all over the place because they think it's gonna solve their problems. It is not gonna solve your problems, my friends. Moving does not solve your problems. And I will tell you why, because you know, 80% of the time, your problems are not due to external circumstances related to where you live. They're related to you. You are almost always the cause of your biggest problems. At least that has always been the case for me. Uh, and I've lived in five cities in three different states. And guess what? My problems in all three of those cities were basically the same because they all stemmed from my own attitude and actions and dumb decisions that I made. The one exception is that when I lived in Cincinnati, I was significantly more likely to be the victim of violent crime because that's kind of how Cincinnati is, or at least it was back then. But by and large, when you move, you're not gonna leave your problems behind. They're gonna come with you because guess what? The problem is you. So if you find yourself thinking, man, I'm gonna just move to here there and just have a fresh start everything's gonna be great like wrong what you need to do is take a look in the mirror and ask yourself like what have I done to create these problems or what can I do to get myself out of these problems where I live now fix your shit there and then if you want to move great but I bet you probably I bet the urge to move will probably go away once you fix your problems those days when I'm tired or worn out just basically sick of the grind what, what do I do on those days I go anyways. I don't really want to work out. I work out. I, I really don't want to hammer on a project. I hammer on the project. Okay, let me switch gears a little bit to like some work, career, money related stuff. The first thing I would say is invest some time in becoming financially literate. So you may have heard people talk about things like mutual funds and 401ks and stocks and bonds and all that stuff and an index fund and probably like most people in your 20s, you don't really know what those things mean. I didn't until I was like maybe 25 or 26. And I sure wish that I did know what those things were because I would have been in a much better financial position in my 30s if I had invested the time to learn about that stuff when I was 18 or 19. But the good news is it's actually not nearly as complicated as you think. You can learn everything you need to know to be basically financially literate from just reading one book. There's a few good ones out there. The one that I would recommend is called I Will Teach You To Be Rich and it's by a guy named Ramit Sethi. It is important for people to be in control of their money, whether they're making $15 an hour or $15,000 an hour. Uh, that just simply shows, are you in control of your life? I know what you're saying. That sounds like the most scammy title in the world. And it definitely does sound like the most scammy title in the world. But I promise you, the book is legit. It's super digestible. Ramit is a super fun, funny guy, which is one of the reasons why I recommend the book. It's not nearly as dry as some of the other ones. You can read this book in a weekend and implement the stuff he talks about in the book over the next week, and then you'll be good. Not everyone is fortunate enough to know my techniques of how to make a lot of money. 
Next thing, I'm trying to think of a way to say this that doesn't sound like douchey or corporate or something like that, but I'm just gonna say it. It is a lot easier to make money than a lot of you probably think. Like I grew up, yeah, I wouldn't say like super poor, but like when I was a kid, single mom on welfare, and then, you know, my dad was a corrections officer. He didn't make a ton of money. So we never had a lot of money. We're not like starving or anything like that, but we're always worried about money. And so because of that, it never seemed possible to me that I could even make enough to have a comfortable living. And I'm guessing a lot of you guys grew up in a similar situation and so because of that the idea of like making what we would probably think of as a lot of money seems impossible but I want to tell you that it's not it is way easier than you think for example if you go work at a big company like for example when I lived in Columbus the big employer there was like nationwide insurance or here we have Amazon and Microsoft it is not at all hard to make $70,000 a year there plus some bonuses and stocks and stuff like that that might end up you know being worth $90,000 a year so look on Glassdoor like I'll find that and put it over my face here. Look up the salary for like a marketing manager at Microsoft or something, which is a totally attainable job. And it's the total compensation with stock and salary is probably like $80,000 a year. Now I'm not saying you have to work at Microsoft or Nationwide or something like that. If you choose not to, that's totally cool. Like I don't wanna work at Nationwide. But what I'm saying is the money is out there. Or if you're a creator, like if you again are a designer or photographer or something like that, it is not hard to get Microsoft to pay you $20,000 for a project. You know, you gotta do some sales and networking to find the right person to say yes to you, but that's a tiny amount of money for these big companies to pay for a project. They're, they'll pay $20,000 for a project without batting an eyelash. Anyway, all of that is to say that I realized at a much later age than I wish, like I was probably 32 or something like that, when I realized like, wow, the money is out there and if I wanna get it, I can. That was one of the most like transformational lessons to me as somebody that my whole life, I've always been like terrified of being poor again because it sucked. Like that was a huge moment for me to realize that I didn't have to be poor, basically. I don't think that anyone should ever accept where they're at in life. Doesn't matter if you're just starting out or if you've already hit some really big goals because when you lose your hunger, you lose your edge. And it is as simple as that. And the last thing, this is like the biggest big picture thing of all, I guess, is be careful what you ask for because you will get it. You will get what you want out of life, but here's the catch. What you want out of life is expensive not by the words coming out of your mouth, but by your actions. So whatever you invest the most time and energy into, that's what you're gonna get. So for example, like me, when I was 18 and I put tons of time and energy into like collecting records, I had a pretty cool record collection. So fucking what? Like what good did that record collection do me, right? And you're gonna say, well, but my record collection makes me happy. Okay, fine. Like I'm not telling you what you should or shouldn't invest your time in. All I'm saying is you need to be deliberate and careful about what you invested in. And this isn't like some, you know, Oprah, the secret manifest type shit. This is just simple. Like if you spend hours a day on thing X, like thing X is going to grow and be a big part of your life, right? If you spend three hours a day working out, you're going to be in good shape. If you spend three hours a day playing Fortnite, you're going to get really good at Fortnite, right? Be very aware of the fact that you have a finite amount of time. And as Tony Robbins says, don't major in minor things. Working makes you happy. Like working really makes you happy. Like seeing the money makes you happy like oh look at this like yeah. oh shit 
All right, guys, well, I hope that that was interesting or helpful or I don't know, hopefully it was something more than just like old hardcore guy lectured me for 20 minutes. <laughs> hopefully it was something that you actually found useful. Maybe there's something in here that will help you avoid one of the many dumb, painful mistakes that I made in my 20s. Let me know what you would tell a younger version of yourself if you could go back in time five years or 10 years or whatever it is. And lastly, if you liked this video or any of my other videos, I would love it if you give me a follow on Instagram. There's a link in the description. I've been putting a lot more time and energy into that content lately so i'd love it if you give me a follow over there and with that i'm going to sign off for now but i will see you next time all right my friends that does it for this episode of the podcast if you made it this far thank you thank you for listening we sincerely appreciate each and every one of you if you want to help the show there's a couple things that you can do first of all share it on social media if you share it tag us tag finn mckenty that's me and tag deanna chapman that's a producer Second thing you can do if you really, really, really love us and really want to support us, you can support us on Patreon. There's a link to that in the show notes. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you're listening to this, or you can do none of that. And you can just sit at home thinking about how awesome this podcast is. That works too. Again, thank you very much to each and every one of you for listening. We sincerely appreciate it, and we'll see you next time. Hi, this is Chad Nicefield. And this is Justin Press. We're the host of Making Waves, the Shiprock Podcast, a part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. We're inviting you to sail away with us on an epic journey in musical enlightenment. Every week, we bring you only the best artists in rock music and discuss everything from the cruise to the stage to the saga of being a professional recording artist. We'll have lots of special guests along the way, so tune in every week. Your stateroom is available every Monday morning, so welcome aboard. Yes, rock everyone. I'm Hal Schwartz. And I'm Flynn McClain. Together we host None But the Brave, a podcast dedicated to the music and career of Bruce Springsteen. Bruce and E Street Band are on tour right now for the first time in six years, and we're taking a detailed look at what's happening on stage in our bi-weekly episodes. We've also been recently joined by some very exciting guests, including rock journalist Warren Zanes and Stephen Hyden, Backstreet's Magazine founder Charles Cross, and Barstool's Kirk Menahan. If you're a diehard Springsteen fan, this is the show for you. So please subscribe to Nimba the Brave on your favorite podcasting platform, and we hope to see you further on up the road. Thank you so much! We'll be seeing you!